0: Recorded live.
1: Praise
2: the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. God is so worthy to be praised. And we just thank you on tonight for joining us here at House of Refuge Ministries. We are just excited about what God is doing. We're excited about what he's doing in this ministry. We're excited about what he's doing in your life and in your ministry. And once again, we just thank you. I like to start on time. So God is a timely person. We have to do everything in decency and in order. So I thank you all on tonight. Um, I pray everyone had a wonderful, wonderful day. Um, I did. I had a beautiful day simply because God woke me up and simply because he allowed me to go throughout this day. He allowed me to come back home safely. He guided me everywhere I went today, and I'm just grateful, so grateful on on today. So um, on tonight, we're going to um, get started on our week four, and we're going to wrap up Activating, activating Your Spiritual Survival Kit next Tuesday. Um, that will be our last week for that. Um, is Pastor Carpenter on the line? And is the Evangelist Easter on the line? Amen, amen. What? Well, I gonna go ahead and um I'm gonna start with a with a prayer and then I will go to um our announcements and let everybody know what's going on in the ministry. We are hooked up with so many different um ministries and every day of the week um basically there's something for everybody to do. So, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and and, and start off with our, with our prayer. Our most kind and our most gracious Father, oh, God, we come today, God, just to say thank you, Lord. Oh, God, we come to magnify your holy and your mighty name, Father God. Oh, God, today we come, Father God, just to say thank you, Lord. God, you woke us up this morning right on time, God. Oh, God, you did not allow us to oversleep, God. But, God, you decided to touch us with a finger of mercy on this morning, God. And just for that, Lord, I say thank you, God. Oh, God, I bless your holy name because your word, worthy, God, to be praised. Oh, God, tonight as you show yourself forth, Father God, oh, God, that you would just open up our ears on tonight, God, oh, God, you would just give us a spirit to hear and to learn from you, God, oh, Lord, we thank you right now, God, and we just magnify you because your word, worthy, God, oh, God, I thank you. I bless your holy name, God, because you're simply worthy. Hallelujah, God. You're worthy to be praised, God. Oh, God, as we think back over our life, God. Oh, God, as we think back over how you've been so good to us, God, because some of us shouldn't be living today, God. Oh, God, it's by your grace, God, and it's by your mercy. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you tonight, God. We glorify your holy name. Oh, God, we magnify you right now, Father God. Oh, God, we Thank you right now, Gus. Oh God, we come against every attack that's assigned to this line on tonight. God, oh God, we just bless Your holy name, God. Your word, Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh God, You're worthy to be praised, God. Oh God, tonight as we step before the table, Father God. Oh God, that You will prepare a seat for us, Hallelujah, Jesus. And God, we thank You, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. God, we thank You because You're simply worthy, God. Oh God, I pray for the sick, the homeless, God. I pray for the lost. In the name of Jesus, God Oh God, we ask you to cover them right now Under the blood of Jesus, God Oh God, that you will provide for them Hallelujah, Father Oh God, we thank you And we bless your name tonight, God We glorify you because your word is hallelujah, Jesus Oh God, I thank you I thank you, God I thank you, hallelujah, Jesus Oh God, I thank you tonight, God Oh God, we bless your name, Jesus Hallelujah, God Hallelujah, Jesus Oh, God, we bless your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Your word God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Your word is to be praised, God. Oh, we glorify you right now, God. Oh, God, we ask you to bless those that are associated with this ministry, Father God, that you will bless them in a mighty way. Hallelujah, God. Oh, God, I ask that you touch me on tonight, God. Continue to press me like the olive, God, until the oil overflows, my God. Lord, we thank you. We bless your name. And we praise these in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Oh God, we thank you on tonight. Hallelujah. Oh God. We also, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. God, you're worthy. Hallelujah. Oh God, you're worthy. We thank you, God. We thank you, Jesus. You're worthy, God. Hallelujah, God. If I gotta go all by myself, I'll go. Hallelujah, God. If I gotta preach to the chairs, my God, I'll preach to the chairs. Oh God, but I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, God, your word, and my God, your word. And I thank you tonight, God. And I bless your holy name, God. Oh, your word is you your word. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, God. Oh, God, yes, we thank you. We are hooked up with some other ministries, my God. We thank you. We hooked up with young men and young women in God's ministry. They're on Monday nights. Pastor Carpenter is their overseer. On Monday nights, they have Bible studies. we are coming out of Romans, Chapter 3, I do believe, this week coming up. Um, The same number that you dialed tonight, you will dial again. Um, they're also on Wednesday nights, they always have a rainbow word from the Lord, from a man or woman of God that comes on and speaks and gives a awesome word. Also on Saturday, every other Saturday, they have Ladies Night at the Round Table hosted by me. And then they have a real talk show that's hosted by Pastor Carpenter. And the same number you dialed on tonight, you would dial again. They start at nine o'clock though, and the code is eight four five eight nine pounds, then one pound and then of course, on Tuesday nights we have this ministry, um, House of Refuge, we start at seven o'clock, the same number you dialed on the code is one three six four seven two and then also on uh, Thursday nights, we are hooked up with Dr. Patricia um. Reverend Carpenter, once again, is teaching their Bible study, and they start at 715. Their number is 1646 with a code of 1531 And then, again, that's Thursdays at 715. And then on Friday nights, we are hooked up with Elderly Renee with Wild Pack Ministry, And she starts at 9 o'clock every Friday. Her number is 712 775 7035 with a code of 153 388 pound one pound. So we pray that you would join these awesome ministries, these awesome men and women of God. Come out and be blessed. And um, get blessed, be a blessing, always wonderful to be able to um, be with some real men and women of God. So we always start on time, and I'm going to go ahead. Um, Is there anybody else on the line with me? Well, hallelujah. We're going to go ahead. Week four of our activation of your spiritual survival kit. On tonight, we're going to talk about the church that is working on the inside of you. And we're going to use the church of Thessalonians. And that was a church that Paul thanked God for because they had so much zeal and they were so diligent for their working and, you know, These days, we have few people who are working with deal. We have few people who are diligent. We have few people who have a desire to do the work of God. And, you know, the word tells us that in the last days that we would see a great falling away from the church. And we're beginning to notice that, that there's a great falling away from the church. But we have to understand that we are the church. It's not the actual building. But it's the people, our hearts is the church. And it's a lot of people that are falling away from God because they're going through so many issues in life, they're having so many problems, and they're not sure what they need to do or what can they do. They have been dealing with church hurt and church pain. And so now they have come to a place where you're at like a crossroads sometimes. But on tonight we're going to talk just a little bit about the church that's working on the inside of you, And so... It says, how do we become workers in the church of God? And first of all, we've already explained what the church is. The church is on the inside of you. The church is your heart. Hallelujah. So we have to understand that we are the church of God. Yes, we have a building that we go to on Sundays. Yes, we have a building that we worship on Sundays. We have a building we go to, you know, some on Wednesday night for Bible study and stuff of that nature. But the church is your heart. It's on the inside of you. Hallelujah. So on tonight, we're just going to talk a little bit about working that church that's on the inside of you. You know, so when I was doing this, the Holy Spirit gave me three different types of church that people work in. And as you know, the church is your heart. So a working church is the first that he gave me. A working church. A working church is a place where the Holy Spirit dwells, where you are constantly seeking God on a continuous journey to do God's will, a continuous journey to spread the word of God, a continuous journey to save the lost, a continuous journey to heal the sick and deliver those that are possessed with demons. And those are the powers that we were giving given. And so that's a working church, a church where the Holy Spirit dwells. In order for something to dwell, you must continually be in a place where it can dwell. And in order for the Holy Spirit to continue to dwell in us, we must be a working church. We must be moving. When you work, you're moving. You're constantly moving. You're constantly doing something. But so that's the type of church that, that we ought to have. That's the type of church that God looks at. And that's the type of church that he rewards. A working church is a church filled with zeal and diligence and have a desire to do the work of God. The second church that the Holy Spirit gave me was a church that was in foreclosure. A church that is in foreclosure is a place where you're not allowing the Holy Spirit to dwell. You're not allowing the Holy Spirit to do its job. So now you're in a spiritual foreclosure. Your church has not paid any attention to the word of God. Your church doors have closed because now you have no love in your heart. You have no forgiveness in your heart. So now the doors of your church have closed. You've changed your thinking. And so now the doors of your church are closed because now you don't want it to be open. You have no desire to do God's will. You've lost the zeal. You're not diligent in it. Sometimes you'll do it. Sometimes you won't. And now you've gotten this, Now some people have gotten themselves into a debt that now your church is, is in foreclosure. So how do you save your, fore, your foreclosing church? You have to get in a place. Well, let's go ahead to the next one. Then we're going to, we're going to talk about how, how to help with the, the foreclosure church. The third church that the Lord gave me was a condemned church. This church right here, the walls have fallen down, the floors are missing. There, there's no foundation at all. You have trespass. no trespassing signs set up, hung on the door. You got caution tape wrapped all around. The windows are busted out. You know, you have nothing living on the inside that's alive. Nothing that's on the inside that 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 um, represents Jesus. That represents Christ. You have nothing but trash on the inside and dust building up on the crevices of the walls and, and the floors are, are coming up. And and how do we fix a church that's in foreclosure? And how do we fix a church that has been condemned? My God, we fix this church simply by becoming a working church. By allowing the Holy Spirit to dwell on the inside of us, and when we allow the spirit to dwell, the spirit will then begin to clean up, begin to sweep out the trash. The spirit will begin to renew your soul. The, you begin to place new windows in it. They begin to look clean and not dirty with streaks and holes and cracks in it. And, and your foundation will begin to be strong because now you're reading the word of God and you're building a foundation on God's word and, and and now that's how we fix our church that's in foreclosure. We have to constantly continue to stay in the word and stay in the word. We have to change our thinking pattern. My God, and then we have to begin to work. And when I mean we begin to work, we have to begin to get out there and, and begin to, to feed the world, the lost, the, the, the real food, the real manna that comes from on high, to give them the word of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, we have to be workers of desire. We have to be the type of people that from the beginning, we have to be with the full program of work. We have to be evangelistic and and we have to spread the word you know not just in our comfort zone but we have to get out of our comfort zone and move into a zone that's uncomfortable for us and in order for God to grow us in order for us to grow in God we have to get out of that comfort zone and move into something totally different and when you say yes and when we tell the Lord, yes, that this is what we're going to do, yes, is how we're going to do it, we have to realize that um, we have to realize one thing here, and that is we have to be with the full program. We have to spread the word, and we have to get out of that comfort zone. And first Corinthians three and nineteen states, for we are laborers together with God. Ye we are God's husband, yet are God's building. We are God's workers and the building of God so we must present ourselves good workers. We must present ourselves in a way that it, you know, in a way that we can keep our building in the code with Christ. You know, sometimes when they do buildings they have building codes. And those codes right there, they have certain codes you have to follow. When you in Christ Jesus, there are certain codes that you have to follow. So we have to make sure that we keep our building codes up, and that is our heart. We have to love right. We have to have no malice in our hearts, no jealousy. You know, we have to present ourselves with the fruits of the Spirit. Hallelujah. We have to present ourselves to be humble, long-suffering, meekness, peace, and joy, my God. So we have to keep up our building code in Christ Jesus. And, and by keeping that building code up, we're in good standards with God. Also, if we look at Ephesians 6 and 7, with good will doing service as man pleases, but as a servant of Christ doing the will of God from the heart, We have to work as we are unto God and not unto man. And all that we do, we have to make sure that we are seeking the approval of God. That is a working church. We have to seek the approval of God. We have to let God be God. We have to let God mold us and shape us into the church that he wants us to be. We can't be a working church pleasing man. It says You know, we have to please God, and with that, we have to have faith, and it's impossible to please God without faith. Hallelujah. So we have to work unto God and not unto me. A work in church is about God. It's about seeking his approval. It's about doing what God has called us to do. It's about what the Bible says. It's not about tickling ears. It's not about soothing souls. It's about preaching the truth, the undulterated truth of God. So we have to work as we're working unto God. As we move a little further, we're not, like I said earlier, we're not going to be on here long. We start on time. We're going to go ahead on down to Matthew chapter 21 through 16. And in that it states, for the kingdom of heaven is like unto man that is a householder which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard and vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into the vineyard. And as you read down a little further, they were not working. They were complaining about the penny. It wasn't unfair. But Jesus spoke to them, and and I'm going to use some terms for today. And, And basically Jesus was saying, look, I know they would not give you what you're worth, but work unto me, for I have treasures in heaven where no man can rob you. He said, work unto me, for I have treasures in heaven where it shall not rust. Work for me, for I have treasures, I have things that the moths cannot destroy. He said, yes, you may have been here first, but if you follow me and if you work unto me, he said, I will make you first and you shall receive your reward. So, you know, if we stop, so basically he's saying if you stop, being so selfish, and if you stop being so self centered and follow my instructions, you shall reap a reward though no man can pay you for.
1: Amen. That's
2: a working church. That's a church that works on the inside of you, that if you begin to work unto God, no matter what the world gives you, you have to work unto God. And when we work unto him, that we shall reap a reward that no man can pay us for. No man has a heaven or hell to put you in. So we have to have a church on the inside of us that's working for Christ. Jesus, we as we spoke earlier about the three churches, the working church, the foreclosing church, and the condemned church, we don't want the last two, we want a working church, and so we have to work unto God, and when I begin to look a little bit into this, and, and we begin to talk about rewards that no man can pay you for, there are some rewards, and there are some things that we shall receive when we get into heaven. And when I begin to look at this, the Holy Spirit moved me into talking about a little bit about the crowns that you can receive. These are rewards that we get, not just eternal life in heaven, not just having a place where we can glorify God all day, where we won't have no more pain, no more sorrows, no more making a right for somebody else's wrong, but these are some cr- crowns that those who who are in Christ Jesus, these are some crowns for those that have a working church, those whose heart is the church and is working for Christ and not for man. It's not working for money or gain or self-glorification, but it's working for the edification and the uplifting of the kingdom of God, and it's working to save the lost, and it's working to, to heal the sick and raise the dead and cast out demons. And we have a lot of work to do down here. And sometimes, you're, you know, a lot of people look for monetary gifts and pats on the back. But you that's something we cannot look for when we're in Christ because the price has already been paid by the blood of Jesus. If you go preach somewhere and they don't pay you a penny, the price has already been paid. You've already got your reward. You've already been paid. You've already been bought for. So we have to, to look at these things and realize that we are working unto God, not unto man. Because man cannot pay us what God can pay us. So we're going to go ahead and move on and and talk a little bit about the crown. The first crown that I came upon was the crown of righteousness. But, and that crown is going to be for those who love the Lord appearance. And it's that crown kind of is for those who have lived a good and righteous life for God while down here on earth. We have to live an example before people. We have to be righteous when it comes to God. We can't be down here on earth and proclaiming that we're Christians and we're living any old kind of way and we're doing any old kind of thing. I'm not saying that you will not fall because the Bible tells us in Romans we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. But when we say yes to Christ, we are held at a different level of accountability. So we have to realize we have to live a good and righteous life for right. God while we're, while we're down here on earth. As we move on to our second crown, and that's the crown of incorruptibility, for the disciplined bodies in Christ. That's the eternal crown, an everlasting for those who sacrifice for God in order to successfully complete the call and the mission that God has called them to do. These are for people that have gotten up, and when God has called them to move, they have not questioned him. They have not begun to ask questions why, but they have begun to put their trust totally in Jesus. Welcome Please enter the call ID. and, And when they put their trust in Jesus, That is the crown that they shall receive, a crown of incorruptibility. This is an eternal crown, everlasting crown, my God. And sometimes some of of us, God would tell us to get up and move somewhere, and God would tell us to go to certain places, and we would begin to question him. Because we're not sure why we're going. But the Bible says in Jeremiah, for God knows the plans he has for you. So we have to trust in God and, and, just, and move where he tells us to move. That is a working church on the inside of us. As we move on a little further, the crown of life. The crown of life is for those who endure patiently through trials. And that right there, again, is for, you know, those who undergo severe hardship, testing and tribulations, or even physical death on Jesus' behalf. And we all understand that we're going to go through some trials and tribulations in our life, and we have to understand that when we have a working church on the inside of us, that we will be able to withstand the wiles of the enemy. We will be able to stand the trials and the tests. Not saying they're going to always be easy. But even though when we're going through these things, we can find strength in Jesus because David did say that we may endure for a night, but joy comes on. Amen. So so we have to understand that joy is going to come. But in order for us to receive a crown of life, we have to endure these hardships with patience. The Bible tells us the race is not given to the swift nor the strong, but it's given to the ones that endure to the end. And in order for us to endure to the end, we have to withstand the trials and tribulations that come in our life. The, the next crown that um, we have is the crown of glory. And that is for the godly leaders who were examples for the people of God. For those who bring up others in the knowledge and the way of God. And so leaders are held at such a high accountability because we were set here, and we set here and we were set here in order for us to bring God's people up the way he would have us to according by the word of God and the knowledge of God, not according to how Robin thinks, but according to how the Holy Spirit leads me as I read the word of God. Our next crown is a crown of rejoicing for the soul winners, for those who have been um, diligently out there getting others saved. And that's where our working church comes in at. I don't know how many crowns you can receive when you get to heaven, but that crown right there should be one that every born again, blood bought believer should get, because that is something that we should be out there doing is winning souls for Christ. And if you don't have a working church on the inside of you, you can't win anything. So we ought to have okay. these, these crowns ought to give us a motivation to have a working church. And in our working church, we have to be joyful and cheerful. As it states in Proverbs seventeen twenty two, and a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken dryeth the bone. Cheerful spirit. When you have a cheerful spirit, it's a great influence upon the body, and it gives us a, a better working church because in order for your church to work very good, you have to be cheerful in the Lord. Your body has to be in, um, how could I put this? We have to be cheerful, but your your body, you have to be in good health. And when we walk around cheerful and laughter, it, it, it does it makes us feel good. And the people will begin to see that the church on the inside of you is not one that's filled with malice and hatred and you walk around stuck up and snobby and you can't speak to people and you think you're better than anybody else, you think you've arrived. That's not a working church. A working church is one that's cheerful. A working church is one... That is willing to go out and save souls, a working church is one that is married, and a working church does not hold grudges against people. You know we have to stop and look at our heart, and that's where our working church comes from our heart. You know we have to we have to edify one another, we have to uplift one another. We can't persecute one another, you know, because uh, everybody, is is those that are in Christ are, are seeking the same thing that, that I am, and that is to do God's will while we're here, and so that when we no longer are on this earth, that we have a home and glory. But if our hearts, it says only the pure in heart, only the righteous should see Christ. If our church is not right, if our church is in foreclosure because we haven't paid attention to the word, we've ignored God, we've changed the locks and, and everything else. Your church is not in working order. Your church is not in good standing with God. If your church is condemned, then you you've stepped out the whole will of God.
0: I'm not in so.
2: so on tonight, we've talked a couple of things. We started at 7 o'clock. I, I, I said we weren't going to be on here long. Um, but on tonight, the, the the church, we have to work the church that's on the inside of us. We have to be diligent. We have to do it with zeal. You know, because like I had said earlier when I started, the church of Thessalonians was a church that Paul thanked God for because of the zeal and diligence that they had. That's the character that they had. And unfortunately, very few of us work with that same zeal because it's really hard work to keep the church on the inside pure because what do we do when when we approach people and they're rude? we got to show them the type of church that we have. What do we do when people talk about it? We have to keep a, a working church. We have to pray for those who despitefully use you. You can't let yourself come to their level.
1: Your card enter these, the are,
2: these are some of the things that we have to do to have a working church. So for those that did join us late, I truly apologize, um, because we started at 7 o'clock and we gone through a couple of things and I am I'm really I'm, I'm done with what with, with the Holy Spirit has given me to talk about um, working the church on the inside of you so um, if anybody has any comments they're free to make any um, but I, I will put this on Facebook for anybody who missed the very first beginning of it but um, basically we just talked about three different churches that um, the Holy Spirit gave me. We talked about um, how to work that church, and that's that's with diligence, that's with love, that's with seeking God's faith, that's with fasting and praying, and, and these are things we have to do to activate our spiritual kit, to activate it for the church to work on the inside of us because our church has to stay pure. We have to clean the church every day. We have to die in the flesh daily. So um if anybody has anything they would like to say, I, um, we can do that at this time. Well,
0: amen, amen, <laughs> amen. <clears throat> if anyone wants to say something, go ahead before me.
1: Well,
0: <laughs> hmm. um, you taught us um, you you something that, and you talked about something that is vital for each individual church to know. And that is that God shall render rewards unto your church.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Because that's what you talked about, the rewards, when you started talking about the gifts. And one thing about it, those are the gifts that that come out of that. Jesus shall have in his hand when he calls us in the air, that we Mm -hmm. shall receive those gifts and those different crowns. Mm -hmm. And um, we need to know that we are the leaders of our church. Mm -hmm. That's why the Bible says let every man man and woman work out their own soul and salvation, Mm -hmm. that it's on you to be held responsible for how you lead yourself down the Mm -hmm. road to your destiny.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Because you can't walk the same destiny walk I walk. That's now you may embrace some of the same struggles I walk in my destiny walk, but it won't be the same because won't, we won't handle our struggles the same way.
1: <clears throat>
0: you know, that's and that's and that's what Pastor Albright was really sharing with us about how to receive the crowns. A lot of people, I talked about this, and that's why I know me in the pastor with ministry—we're the same. We're on the same level because this is something people don't talk to y'all about that y'all really need to know. You need to know about embracing these crowns because mm-hmm. these crowns have a significant meaning unto you on where you're going to be placed inside the kingdom of God mm-hmm. during eternal life.
1: <laughs> and the more crowns mm-hmm.
0: you have, the closer you're going to be with Jesus.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You gotta understand that. The more clowns that you embrace is a it's a different because there's certain people with clowns are gonna be in the holy city of Jerusalem and then everybody else is gonna be on the outside. Mm -hmm. And if y'all go study, you'll understand that when you go into Revelation twenty first chapter it tells you that the holy city of Jerusalem shall descend upon the new earth. Mm Mm-hmm. And be set apart. And that's where mm. Jesus is going to be. He's going to be in a holy city. Amen. And only so many people the holy city can hold. That's
1: right.
0: <laughs> so it's going to be counted by them clowns that you embrace on where you're going to be positioning yourself to be close to Jesus. Amen. He's singing that song. You know, that song they sing, I can't wait to get there to lay my eyes upon his face.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You want to be close or you want to be looking from a distance?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, I, I just wanted to share that, that. That was awesome to hear somebody else. It's been a long time since I shared that, but it was awesome to hear I don't hear it. I don't even see it on t v ministry that people tell us what we need to acquire
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know what i'm saying that intercorrupt, mm-hmm. that in, in, in the in, in, mm, hallelujah glory to God in the different crowns in the corrupt, incorruptible mm-hmm. in the righteous in the crown of life and the crown of glory that these mm-hmm. these are things that we need to embrace
1: mhm.
0: Mm-mm. that when we get our reward, these will be the rewards that Jesus shall hand because of your works that you did on earth. Amen. And nobody instructs you on how to go out and get these crowns. Mm-hmm. They just tell you to live a right life before Christ. Mm-hmm. But there's some benefits in you living right.
2: That's right.
0: And you need to be able to know the benefits. So we thank thank Pastor tonight for even sharing that about what rewards you receive in living right in the kingdom of God. And it's not about nobody else that you got to be concerned about, but it's about you and your church. Because your church... Is the one that's going to receive the rewards about how you live,
1: hmm.
0: and that's deep. It ain't about the building,
1: mm-hmm. but it's
0: about the vessel. Mm-hmm. So the vessel is the temple of God. Your vessel, where the Holy Ghost reigns and where the Holy Ghost lives, that's the vessel that God is going to reward, not that building you be going to.
2: Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 That's something that, that, that we all can work for work for and look forward to. You know. I mean, just just to think that, you know, Jesus is standing there with some crowns because you have been faithful, because you've been out there winning souls to Christ. You you know, for leaders, especially leaders, because we we are in a position where you know we 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 have to give them the word of God and and bring them up you know, and give them the ways of God and our church is you know as pastor said it is right, it's very important we have to work our own church and and we have to you know really really stop and evaluate our church and clean out our church daily. Our church needs a daily cleansing and and you know i when I pray in the morning. And I pray at night and I ask God to please take out anything that is not of you. I don't want to miss out on nothing that God has for me down here and when I reach heaven. I don't want the Lord to look at me and and say, you evil workers of iniquity, I knew you not. Depart from me. I want everything that God has for me. And that's something that we can work for, make sure our churches are right and 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 um you know just make sure that they're they're clean, make sure you're not living in a condemned building mm. or make, make sure you're not living in a building that's ready for foreclosure. <laughs> <laughs> We we have to make sure quite less than that. make sure that
1: that
2: we have a working church. You know, so on, on you know on tonight um You know, if if you want to recap three churches, I think would we'll really be good if I could get some feedback. Um, um but the, the the first church I had talked about was the working church of course, and that's the place where the Holy Spirit dwells, and that's the place where you constantly seek God and, and you're on a continuous journey to do God's will, to spread the word, to seek the lost, to heal, to seek the to raise the dead, to deliver
1: those that are
2: demon-possessed. And um, that's the church that we all should desire. So since I have a couple people on the line, I did have a question earlier. Um, why do you think it's so hard to have a, a working church that's in order and we're speaking about your heart not the physical building but why why do you think it's hard sometimes to have that working church
0: well there are two reasons two reasons in the church building and also in your body working in unity amen See that inside of you there's a spirit in your flesh. And this is why Paul said that we've got to kill our flesh daily because as we kill the flesh, then the flesh will come in submission to work in unity with the spirit. Amen. And when you want to see that, all you've got to do is go in Romans. It says that our spirit came in agreement with the Holy Spirit that we were children <laughs> of God. So that means that our spirit, our own natural spirit, gave submission to come in agreement to work in unity with the Holy Spirit to to let us walk as a child of God. It's the same thing in the church. There's no unity in the church building with all of us wanting to do what we want to do. Instead of us working in unity, we want to see who can outdo each other. Amen. Yeah. And and and, and yeah, yeah. if you get up if you get up to testify, I want to make my testimony more greater than yours. <laughs> Amen. If you get up to do some work and you did you say last year you did the pastor's appreciation service, I'm going to do it better than you did it last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. You know what I'm saying. What so it's always a competition with us instead of working in unity to make yep. it, to do it to make it the best every year together. That one person want to do it by himself to make it better than oh, yeah, oh oh Pastor Robin did it last year. Oh she didn't do well. Watch this year I, I'm I'll do her girl. <laughs> watch she watch her face coming here clowning. <laughs> That's where it's at. Yep, that's what they do it. That's what it happens. <laughs> and that's yep. not only going to happen in, in, in down in the pews, but it happens in leadership. You know what I'm saying? Right. I've been on... I've been, I, uh, I went to preach for a pastor one time, and when I got there, he didn't let me know that he was going to have two women do sermonettes. His wife huh. and one of the evangelists did a sermonette before I could preach. And you know you have one of them women... His wife is one of them women nobody don't want to follow her and I'm sitting there and I said, Oh my God This woman had the people jumping all on the chandeliers and running around the church up across the street and I said, girl, how in the world you know what I'm mean? saying? And now even one thing, I could get up and shout out, do her so I could join in and unify my 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 message along with with what she what she talked about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm i and I'll tell you what I did. I didn't want it to be me, so I said, Lord, you said that your word should not return to your void, but accomplish what you please in the place you sent it, and it shall prosper. I turned this over to you now. I got up. Them people were still emotional. And I don't am you. I'm not, I'm not a heckler. And I just, I just let God use me. He preached their words. Some people gave their lives to Christ, and and I was all right. But if it would have been me, I would have just froze up because I wouldn't know how I'm going to follow this lady that got everybody running and jumping and shouting and speaking in tongues and all like this. I'm like, mm-hmm. it wasn't a fact. I just joined in with what she preached and walked in. it. I didn't try to outdo her. And that's what unity is. And we miss that in the church from leadership down to the pews that is that's human. True. And then we miss it in our body because we don't try to bring our flesh under subjection to the Holy that's Spirit. True. We just let them war at each other and see who could outdo each other. But the Bible says yeah. that the, flesh is, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Yes. That's right. Yes, it is. Amen. Amen.
2: That's true. And that's probably why the last two churches I talked about, a lot of people live in foreclosing church and condemned churches. You know, and it's, it's 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 sad because, you know, if we stop and just think about everything that God has done for us, just the very first couple things is sending his only begotten son. Mm. And, uh, that right there should make you have a working church simply a working church. If, if if nothing else was done for you, that Jesus came and he hung, bled, and died on Powers Cross, and he took, you know, and he got up on the third day with all power, and he would to prepare a place for us, that that should make your church work overtime. So, you know, and when we talk about a foreclosure church, and Uh, That's a place where, you know, a lot of people don't allow the spirit to dwell simply because something has gone on. Church hurt, life, not reading the word. You know, these things happen. And then, you know, the last one I had stated earlier is just condemned altogether. It's unstable. The walls are falling down. The floor is missing. There's no foundation. You got a no pastor sign up against Jesus. Tell the Holy Spirit to stay out. You ain't got no time for him. You know, mm. the door, you shut the door. You got caution tape written all around it. Your window's busted out. And you have nothing living on the inside of you but trash. Mm. And that, that church right there is the one church that I just looked at once the Spirit gave it to me. Because if we look at Today, we have such a great falling away from the word of God.
0: Oh, yes. Oh,
2: yes. And then for some, now, I'm not saying all, but for some of the churches that are still there, it's such a show. They want to come see yes, the praise. Is. They want That's to come right. see who's singing this. They want to come see right. how the pastor going to preach this Sunday. Amen. But, you know. And so we, we're living in a condemned church because we've got a sign up that says no Holy Spirit. We don't want no correction. We that's want right. to do what we want to do. We don't want nobody to tell us we're in our sin. We want to walk around, and, and we just want to do no foundation. We're un, the church is unstable, and that's mm-hmm. why those that are in Christ, need to have a working church to help those that are about in foreclosure and those that are condemned. Amen. And if our hearts is are not right, then we can't help anybody else's heart get right. Amen. 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 So we really those that are in Christ, we have to work our church. And and you know that, that song Patty LaBelle she sang, I got a new attitude well, that's what we ought to have in Christ—a new attitude—and work our church on the inside. Not only that, we can receive these crowns, so that others can receive the crown. And I, I hear people saying, "I think it's just a church cliche." I believe it says, "It'd be a sad day to get to heaven if you brought nobody with you." Close the door. Close the door. Yes, and you know, well. so. If we don't bring anybody with us, it will be a sad day because
1: Christ has given
2: us all type of opportunities to go out and, and bring in lost souls. So I just pray that tonight something was sad that would touch somebody and that to understand that. Um, and also for those that kind of got on a little late. I go to Matthews 21 through 16. I talked about that a little bit about how they were complaining because they were hired first and they were working for a penny. those that came behind them got a little more pay. And just, just read that because I really enjoyed that particular scripture, you know, and, um, God gave it to me. The Holy Spirit gave it to me in in simple terms, and I don't know if anybody else was on the line when I said it, but I'm going to say it one more time, and then we're going to go ahead and close out. But simply in today's terms, you know, basically Jesus is telling us that, look, I know they would not give you what you're worth, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: but work unto me, for I have treasures in heaven that no man can rob you of. Work for me, for I have treasures that rust can't even touch. I have treasures that moth can't destroy. He said, but yes, I understand that you might have been there before them, but don't become self-centered and selfish, but follow my instructions that you may also reap a reward that no man on earth can take you. Amen. Amen. So... That should—that's what I want to leave you all with tonight: is to work unto God, work your church unto God, so that you can reap. So that you can reap a reward that no man on this earth can pay you for. There's no money on this earth that can give you what Jesus can. Amen.
1: Mm. Amen.
2: So, on tonight, I tell you all to work your church. Amen. Work it, you can't work it no more. Amen. And let it shine in
1: Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, can I say something? Yes, ma'am. Uh, I'm going back to Reverend Carpenter.
2: Yes, there
0: ma'am.
1: Hey, uh, you made a statement when you were saying about the saints going to heaven. And I'm hoping I heard you correctly when you said that. You said that... Um, There's only room enough for so many people. This is what I got out of what you were saying. Now, you need to correct me if I'm right or wrong. There's only so many people that's going to make it to heaven. There's only room for so many people. Please explain to me. No, I was not. I I know.
0: what I said, I was talking about what what, what it says in Revelations 21. In Revelations 21, it It says says that there will be a new heaven and a new earth. Right. It says the say holy that. city of Jerusalem Will descend upon the earth And that's where Jesus Christ will be In the holy city And I said that we need to Start searching out our crowns And get our crowns Because there's only so many people Going to be able to fit inside that city mm-hmm. And you don't want to be the ones On the outside of the city
1: Coming down from God out of heaven No, 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 no I didn't. I. I. I, I guess I, I'm. I'm not getting. I'm. I'm at Revelation twenty-one, but uh, I didn't think God put a limit on anything. Well,
0: well I, you know what? I, not, then, I mean, that's
1: my opinion.
0: Yeah, but yeah. what, what I'm saying is the <laughs> I mean, the holy city. Is, the holy city, the holy city, is only so big, so. Mm-hmm. So many people gonna be able to make it into the city. The whole earth is not gonna be the whole city of uh of Jerusalem. That's why that's why it says and I I'll read it, let me go in my Bible and read it to you.
1: And, and that
0: way you'll see what he says. Angels no. And not
1: yeah. Revelation twenty one. Yeah, I'm in Revelation twenty one
0: okay revelation twenty one he said there's going to be a new
1: uh, there'll
0: be a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven, and the first earth has passed, passed away. away also there will be no more seeds Then I John saw the holy city of New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from oh. god prepared prepared as a bride adored for her husband, uh-huh. and I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold the tabernacle of God is with men, yeah. and he will dwell with them' and they shall be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away all their tears, and then he talks about what he would do. But the Holy Spirit of Jerusalem is going to descend upon the new earth.
1: It's only going to be,
0: however big it's going to be, it's going to be sitting in that part where it sits at, and everything else is going to surround it. There's going to be levels okay, of Okay, I understand yeah. what
1: you're saying now. I, I, I don't yeah. read that, but I understand what you're saying now. The Holy yeah. City of Jerusalem is going to set in the center of the earth. That's going to be right. the center of everything. And God right. and Jesus is going to be in the Holy City, and only so many people be in there, but the earth will mm-hmm. still be filled with people all around Amen, them. amen. It's okay, no more. I got amen. you now. I understand what you're saying now, because <laughs> I was like, what? i <laughs> no God, put a limit on nothing. But I got you. I, I, I see what mm-hmm. you're saying now. Amen, amen. 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 And anyone amen.
2: else? Um, any questions or comments they would like to make?
1: I think what you brought out tonight was very interesting about the churches and, and the state of each church according to how people see it. And also when Reverend Carpenter said about the people's willingness to uh, come in and work together and not be so self-centered around them, uh, I I think what's been happening is the people have forgotten. It. It's not about you. It's not about your church. It's not about your service. It's not about how good you preach or how bad you preach. It's all about Jesus Christ and what He is doing in the earth today and how we accept Him and how far we're going to go with Him. And people need to realize it's not your will, but His will will be done on earth.
2: Amen. Amen. And you know, um, it you know when we look at the and when it tells us that, he, that he's coming back for a church without blemish or spot. spot miracle. That's yes, right. You know, and we have to understand that he's coming back for his people. He's not going to take a physical church up with him.
1: That's right. It is the people.
2: He's coming for his people. So, as you know, just like um, when we got married, when you got married, when you was a bride, you know, most of us, we made sure we had the right dress, we had the right shoes, we had to get our hair done. Had You know, those who got the eyebrows arch, you got your eyebrows arch, you got your toes done, you got your fingernails done, you got the best smelling perfume. You know, a lot of people go all out. Men, they you know, some of them might have tried to lose a couple pounds on the tummy, got the best tucks, You know, you want to look sharp for your mate. And that's how we ought to be for Christ. We want to look good for him. We want to prepare ourselves that when he looks, I want to prepare myself. I'm going to use myself. I want to prepare myself that when he looks down and he sees Robin Albright, not Pastor Albright, because when I get there, he ain't going to move to no pastor. He's going to say Rob, Robin Albright. When he looks at me, I want him to see why are you laughing at me, Pastor. I want him to see a church. Amen. I want him to see a church, one that he is proud of. A church that's working, a church that's concerned about souls and not dollars. Amen. A church that's an example unto a world that's lost and dying. That's my desire. <clears throat> is to see that working church that that, that church, that, that that bride that Christ is coming back for.
1: I, I never know who's
2: coming back.
0: I think that one of the things also if you don't mind me piggybacking off of you pastor. <laughs> is the simple fact that he he has put all the things that you can that you can adore yourself with to be his bride. Mm-hmm. And that's why tonight he was talking about his rewards, the mm-hmm. crown. You know what I'm saying? Because even even the king has a crown, but even the queen wears a crown too.
1: Mm-hmm. And we have
0: to understand that that crown she wears adores her and makes her and distinguish her from everybody else. Mm-hmm. There's going to be people in the kingdom that's not going to be wearing no crown.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you want to be one of them people? And why I say mm-hmm. that, I had a lady in my Bible study many, many, many over 20 years ago and she said, I just want enough to get in. And I mm-hmm. told her she needed more than just enough because mm-hmm. your enough might, might not be enough. And then if you do have enough, you may be standing behind everybody jumping up saying, hey, Jesus, here I am.
1: Because <laughs> you're all the way in the back. Mm-hmm.
0: But here he has put something that you could obtain to bring your clo- yourself closer to Jesus when you get to that place he has prepared for him. And that's what it's about—trying to obtain everything that, as as the pastor showed us about a bride. One thing about a woman when she goes to a big wedding, she got she got old stuff, new stuff, mm-hmm. and <laughs> she got bald stuff. <laughs> so she has a whole lot of stuff that they say she should have. Now Jesus just told you all the stuff you need to have for Him. To that you need to adore yourself with when he comes to get you.
1: Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. 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 That is so true, so true. So, um, you know, let's just make sure that our church is in working order. There's no out-of-order out signs on it. We don't have it duct taped up and everything else is, you know. <laughs> The duct tape. Duct tape, <laughs> super blue, you know. You know, we don't want nothing mismatching, and right around with a blue hood on the black car. Amen. We, we want to make sure that our church is in working order for, for the man, the man who gave his life for us, the man who intercedes for us daily.
0: So, Amen.
2: Uh, you know, let us just be prepared and ready and you know, because we never know when our number's gonna be called and we want our heart to be right.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So um I I that's that's all I have for tonight. And um I just truly thank everybody um, that came on with, um the line and like I said I will post the beginning but we kinda went back over what um I had said earlier so I could get some feedback and once again, I really do thank you all. And for anybody who came on the line last week, I truly apologize. Um, I didn't have time to get on the council on talk you I know uh, Pastor told me some people don't have Facebook, and I, I placed it on Facebook, but I had two emergencies pop up, and I just want to apologize. You are to hear from me. I do truly um, apologize for not being able to come up last um, Tuesday. But um, next Tuesday will be uh, last. For the activation of the spiritual survival kit, and then um, we're going to have a couple things in between. But I'm hoping by May I uh, have all of my stuff together, and we're going to go into a small series on how to disconnect yourself from ungodly soul ties. So we're going to talk about what is an ungodly soul tie, and We'll um, talk about how we can detach them from us and how we can stay detached from them. So I pray that um, all that are on the line tonight will come out for that and and um, be a blessing. Help me out. I learn a lot when people give feedback because we don't know it all. I'm here to learn and here to give you what the Holy Spirit is giving me. And once again, I thank everybody that came on um, the line tonight. Uh, so, um, Pastor,
1: before yes.
0: I, Yeah, I just I, want to say this to everybody. We thank you all for joining all the ministries during the week. I want to let you all know that there's going to be a big change in the Monday night, Wednesday night, and Saturday night times. We're, we're going to start probably coming on at 7 o'clock. Um, Whew. Uh, start next week. Next week we'll probably be coming on seven o'clock for Bible study. Seven o'clock for the open mic, and um,
1: Saturday.
0: Saturday we may leave at the same nine o'clock, but right now we're just looking at we're going to make some time changes. So we hope that y'all still be able to join us at the earlier times. That's just can, Monday night. Yeah, Monday Monday nights we're going to we're going to come on at uh, seven o'clock for Bible oh, study. Bible. Yeah, because Bible study is starting to stretch too far into 11 o'clock, and I thought about it, that a lot of y'all got to get up for <laughs> <on> work, you <y'all laughs> kind of stuff, and we all get carried away with sharing. So if I just do it a little earlier, it'll give everybody a time that so we can be off there by 9 o'clock and give everybody a chance to go do what they got to do and get themselves ready for the next day. Amen. 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 So we're looking forward to doing that on Monday to I mean Monday, Wednesdays and 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 probably Saturdays too, because, we know people got church on Sunday morning, so we 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 fall in lead with Pastor Albright. <laughs> amen, amen, we fall in lead with Pastor Albright. So um, God put that on her, and God just put it on me to, to follow suit. And it would be much better for everybody to come up in between that time period from seven to nine, since we're on two hours. Okay. The Next thing, we just thank y'all for joining her. I'm telling you, we have I had a blessed time, and and I just want y'all to know God is truly blessing everyone that joins us in in His ministry. And I'm telling you, you're learning, and you're gonna learn stuff that they don't even talk about in your church, because God has a place that He needs you to hear what you're not hearing in the houses that y'all go to, and by the leaders that y'all are following. So, I mean, tell your friends because one thing that she one thing that she said, and I'm gonna say this, and I want y'all all to hear this: that God put us here to be soul winners,
1: and there's a there's a
0: crown. There's a crown for those that are soul winners. It's the soul winner's crown. And if y'all ever want to look it up, just go in the first Corinthians, the third chapter, and read from the 11th to the 15th verse. We are supposed to be our saving souls, right? And there's a lot of people that's going to get before God. And they and ain't and they nobody to, to get their soul saved because they were thinking about themselves.
1: <laughs> Amen.
0: And and, okay. and all I can do is say you need to, you need to do an inventory on yourself and say who have I led to Christ today? Who have I led to Christ this year? Who <laughs> who have I opened the door for to get their life turned around? I thank God, thank God, oh thank you Jesus. Thank Amen. You. So we, we we need to we need to look back on ourselves after what Pastor has taught us today, and we need we need to get our church in order. That our church that our church can stand up and say, I brought somebody to Christ. This church here has led somebody into salvation. Amen. Mm-hmm.
2: And does anyone have any last remarks they would like to say or share anything? Well, amen, amen. Um, and before I ask the pastor to pray us out, um, here at House of Refuge Ministries, we use Mark, the first chapter, 17, verse. And it says, And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men." And that is our goal here at House of Refuge Ministry is to bring in souls so that they also can um, enjoy and reap the reward of being in the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. So, and if Pastor, if you would like to uh, pray us amen. out. Amen.
0: Yeah, I, I sure will. I want to say one more thing that I thought the pastor would say, which I know she's caught up in her teaching tonight.
1: We uh, are going to
0: have uh, We are <laughs> a pen up. And we're just asking people to help us. We're going on TV, and we need to raise $350 to go. And God said, even though we could do it, but God said that he wanted y'all to be people that come on the ministry to sow into it because he wants y'all to receive our harvest out of sowing into what he opened the door for. So um, we'll just be looking for it. And believe me, we, we are like this because I'm very straight. I'm very straight up. Once we reach three hundred fifty dollars, we will tell everybody thank you, and we will we will cut off anybody sewing from there on in. Amen. We will cut it off. We, we're not here about money. We are we are a ministry about saving souls, and that's all the ministries that are up under Young Men, Women, in God Ministry. We are about saving souls. And bringing people into the body of Christ and bringing them to be healed, mended, and if they're broken, to be put back together. Amen. Amen. Father God, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. We praise you, Father God, for what took place tonight. And Father God, we just ask you to touch everyone at the sound of my voice, Father God. Father God, you know they need, you know they want, and you know they desire, Father God. And, Father God, we just call out a healing anointing to touch them right now, a financial anointing to, 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 to touch their bodies, Father God. We, call for, we just call for a prosperous of your word to just fill them, Father God, whether it be mind, in their mind, body, soul, and their spirit, whether, whether it be those things of the natural, those things of the spirit, let prosperity hit them. When you said in your word that you came to give us life and life more abundantly, Father God, we ask you to touch them in the midst of your word. Father God, we also thank you for the angel of this call, the visionary that that, that saw the call to bring about the house of refuge on talk shoot. Father God, we thank you for Pastor Robin Albright. And Father God, we ask that you just carry her into the levels that she needs to move in as she establishes your house here order that she be able to abstain of a house of God that anyone and everyone wants to run to, to be a part of, for the blessings and the teachers that, that should be manifested into, them, into that house. Father God, we also ask you to look over their children and their children's children right now, Father God. A lot of them got grandchildren on the way. They got children that are pregnant and bringing new lives. Father God, we pray for them new lives right now in the name of Jesus. We ask that you cover them right now while they're in their mother's womb, Father God. We ask that you protect them, that no hurt, harm, or danger come upon them, and no spirits come in the midst of where they're at while they're in the womb, Father God. We ask that you cover them right now in Jesus' name. And we just thank you. We praise you and we exalt you. And, Father God, until the next time we meet, We just ask that one thing takes place, and a benediction is lean not to our own understanding, Father God, but acknowledge you in all our ways, that you shall direct our path, Father God. We thank Thank you, you, we praise you, and we exalt you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: Amen. God bless. We love you all. Have a blessed night. Amen.
1: Amen. God bless.